When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are looking at a man right here that can win league single-handedly in 2023. This is a man named Kenneth Walker. He is often referred to as a spaceman, a fantasy football astronaut, a fantasy football moon man. And I'm here to tell you, he is 100% healthy, back at practice. Let's go. Not only that, we've got another moon man to talk about today. George Pickens, we've got Calvin Austin News, Javante Williams News, JT News, more JT News, the Fantasy Football Show, News Show, the the 8 p.m. show. We're going a little early today because your boy's got to do something with, at the kids' school. I want to make sure I, I have enough time in front of the 5 o'clock hour, which I could, uh, or 8 o'clock hour, Eastern that I could you know leave after about an hour show so I'm going live an hour early or a half hour early to make sure we get a good hour and a half to two hours in the fantasy football show that one the 8 p.m. show begins now live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios it's the fantasy football show live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. We're a little early today. I apologize for going early. We will go into the 8 p.m. hour so that nobody's confused and says, where's the show today? The show will be here. It just needs to end so much earlier that I wanted to start earlier because why? What do I look like? A complete a hole that would cheat you of a of a long show? No, that's not the the way we operate. And we got twenty k, twenty k on the YouTube channel. Twenty k. That is because of you. I work for you. Appreciate you all. Uh, I can't I can't thank you enough for all the support. You guys absolutely rock. I wouldn't be here without you. I work for you. Decker dropping a super chat, says Yo Smitty. Overcome dropping a super chat, DJ Moore or London. You know what? I regretfully tell you DJ Moore at this point. And it's not that I don't love London. London's still a moon man. If any, I'm sorry, a Mars man? The or, moon man. Drop. Moon man. I kept, I'm mixing it up. He's a moon man. Even I get mixed up with some of the, the space acronyms we use around here. He's a moon man, not a Mars man. London is still a moon man. Let me show you the list. The moon man. Dropping loads in outer space. He's still a moon man for sure. And even more so because his... Space Moses. His ADP continues to drop. Uh, overcome dropping a $5 hauler. We got to go check that one out. But his ADP continues to, to drop. So he's definitely still moon man material. But that isn't to say Deckard appreciate you. That isn't to say that. That isn't to say that that DJ Moore can't 
represent the moon man list you know in the 11th hour when we lock it in we lock it in when week one starts we lock in both the mars men and moon men list here's the mars men list let's go he's on a shuttle to mars mars man best looking mars men list i've ever seen fields st brown gibbs loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space pollard garrett wilson chase burrow Bijan alave the nicest looking moon mars man list i've ever seen here i am fumbling around my mars men and moosemen uh, moosemen moon men acronyms i'm i'm just fumbling everything <laughs> we're live doing it live uh, 123 of you in here let's do it over we're doing it live uh smoky smoky dropping uh, a five a two dollar hauler here says christian watson Going to the Mars man list this year. Probably not. He's on the moon man list. I mean, let's not get greedy, Smokey. We got we got Christian Watson vaulting into space, uh, exiting the uh, atmosphere, and, and heading to uh, the um, the rock known as the moon. I think we are optimistic about him enough, more than anybody, that, any other channel out there. We don't need to throw him, I think, on the, on the Mars man. Not everybody can make the Mars man list. Let's just say that. Okay, it's it's a tough list. It's a very very tough club to be in. There are nine individuals. You know what list is very easy to make though? The planet Uranus men list, aka Uranus. And off he goes to the planet known as Uranus. Uh, king of this list. You know, tough to say. And just because you're on this list doesn't mean you can't do good things still. Like, we love Alvin Kamara. We draft him over and over and over. He's not one of our favorite human beings by any means. This man's also in all kinds of off-the-field issues or uh, or is in an off-the-field. Still has an off-the-field concern. People just kind of gloss over Dalvin Cook. I shouldn't say all kinds of. He still has one pending domestic situation that everyone just ignores. But this man right here is probably... Going to forever be king of planet Uranus. But Mixon got out of one of his things today. He was found uh, not guilty. And so, that you know, good, good news there if you're a Mixon owner. But he's still facing a rather uh, complicated um, civil matter. And so we'll get into that Mixon news in a minute. But the good news that Mixon was found not guilty and uh, in his um, criminal uh, brandishing a weapon. And I don't know how some of these guys... Get in these situations. Well, we know how, I guess. You're a high-profile athlete. You do tend to slip past some of the other uh, uh, things that would hold an in, a, a normal individual like you or I uh, to a higher standard. Um, and there was a certain amount of burden of proof that was needed to show that there needed to be um, intent to harm and not just anger involved in the situation. It was kind of a weird unraveling um, and kind of a weird way that, that that case went, by the way. Kenneth Walker. Let's start with Kenneth Walker. Thank you, Overcome. Thank you, Deckard, for dropping the Super Chats. Thank you, Smokey. Appreciate you all. File on in. Hit that thumb up button. We only have 52 people punching the thumb up button, yet we have 150 people in here currently at the onset of this show. So punch that thumb up button. Let's get those, those thumbs up to match the eyeballs. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about this man, Kenneth Walker, this glorious man that's going to win leagues in 2023. Why is he going to win leagues? Because every petrified Peter out there, and you know Peter, I'm looking at you right now, pal. 
Every single one of you petrified Peters, you worried Williams, you upset Ungers out there that are walking away from the opportunity that is Kenneth Walker in round four slash five. And, and I say four now, and I shouldn't even say four anymore. I shouldn't because it really is more so five. He is cemented into five. Now, partly because he's been dealing with a, a three-week groin issue that hasn't like hampered him. He's been out there like doing some things. They just wanted to make sure he had tightness in his groin. They sat him out. They didn't want to mess with it, and he hasn't done anything crazy for like 21 days. He's back at full practice, resuming full practice, full go, 100%, and it was a safe little safeguard move. Let's keep him out. Let's let the groin heal up. He's good to go. He's been out there working. He's doing rehab. He's been doing everything he needs to do. It's not like he's been going out there cold turkey and starting to, to cut for the first time. It's just he's going out there exploding and, and not, you know, not th those groin issue issues can linger if you don't take care of them the right way, the proper way. And it sounds like he's 100% full go. Now you have to cuff him to Charbonnet. That is a must. Charbonnet's been going in the in the hundreds. Charbonnet injured his shoulder. Uh, Kenneth Walker injured his groin about three weeks ago, and ever since then their values have taken a little bit of a hit. Charbonnet had has returned to practice. He returned to practice rather quickly after about less than a week. And so his value kind of went down and then went back to a kind of a nice little level of about 100 to 110 overall. And if you draft Kenneth Walker, you can't anticipate he'll be there at 114 or 111. You have to make the assumption you're picking at the front end of 100 even overall if you need to cuff Charbonnet to Walker. But if you walk out of your draft and say, Smitty, you love Walker so much, I, I guess I just didn't feel the need to reach for Charbonnet. You're taking a lap. Because the handcuff is the most important handcuff in fantasy football 2023. And you'll be taking a lap on said channel about said topic. He is a unicorn. Kenneth Walker is just that, a unicorn. He's an unbelievable lateral-moving player. Amazing north-south guy. But there are few players in the National Football League that move like Kenneth Walker. If you want to laugh at this comment, you laugh. Whatever, you do whatever you want, Bob. You do whatever you want. There's a reason this show is the way it is. And there's a reason that people gravitate toward it. Because we aren't cookie-cutter and we don't just fall in line. And say, oh yeah, Kenneth Walker, he's not gonna—he's gonna get injured because the metrics say he moves too weird. <laughs> there's there's a lot of people out there that are that are using spreadsheets right now. I don't know if Ty Lee's at the at the forefront of this, but there are people out there using metrics saying that his the way he runs leads to injury, and it's like, look, may, maybe that's the case, maybe not. We'll, we'll find out, but even if he gets injured, running backs get hurt. There's no real way to tie that to anything. But this guy, there's not many players that run like him. You can't make these foregone conclusions about a once-in-a-lifetime type of player that you can see that plays exactly like this. His lateral movement, his left-to-right movement is like Forrest Gump out there. The way this guy runs this way, completely runs this way. 
You know, and, and Forrest Gump, when he's running and they're on the sideline, they're like, go this way, and then he cuts this way. This man doesn't just run north and south with a little wiggle in between. He'll literally run east and west on the field like no other player in, in the league. Absolute no other player in this league runs like this kid. And his ability to, like a magnet, just go toward the most open space on the field instead of just saying, well, I'm going to cut. This is the best lane north. Let's take it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's how Brees Hall runs. And he does a pretty damn good job doing it, Mike. We're talking about Brees Hall in just a minute. Just, just you know, buckle down and wait for that one. Uh, we got Super Chats rolling in. Ryan dropping a, a two-watt on screen says, Wilson or Amon Ra, 0.5. Right now, because Amon Ra's a little more, it seems like a little more banged up at the moment. And I, I, wanna, I don't want to call him banged up. I know Garrett Wilson and Amon Ra are both looking like they have tiny little injuries. Garrett Wilson looks 100% from his. He had a little ankle injury. It wasn't a high ankle. It was lower. He's been catching missiles from Aaron Rodgers in practice and, and blowing away everybody. And so Garrett Wilson's 100%. He's back. He's 100%. So you got to choose Garrett Wilson. But that doesn't mean that I'm worried about Amon Ross St. Brown, who's dealing with a little bit of an ankle issue as well. So that's an easy call, though. But, but you know, when we get into round one and we see Amon Ra and Garrett Wilson with the ability to fall because the ADPs might not, you know, dictate that you take Garrett Wilson in round one, you might be able to get him at 14, 15 overall. You got to make that call when you're on the clock. But this guy, Kenneth Walker, there's no one, no one in the NFL, absolutely nobody. And I, I need to stand up for this one. We, we, need to, we need to do this one live. There's absolutely nobody in the National Football League, in the National Football League, Pickens doing there that runs like this man where's my music where is everything there we go this guy has the football okay everybody wants to want some science here's some science here's some flux capacitor i'm gonna science out the hell out of this show okay this guy is running. It, it reminds me of Barry Sanders in some ways, and you can laugh at that all you want, Bob and Steve, and say, oh, did he just call Kenneth Walker Barry Sanders? I'm not calling Kenneth Walker Barry Sanders. I'm merely telling you, when you watch him navigate open space in an open plane, and he sits there and looks at this little area and territory of the field and says, that is the most open place. I'm going to go that way. And he goes there. This closes up. Then this part of the field opens up. He navigates that way. That's how he matriculates down the football field. There's no one in the league like it. And when he's on the field and you watch him navigate every single port of the field and change directions, you realize you're watching somebody, something special. You're watching a player that nobody in the National Football, football League looks like. And everybody wants to come to these conclusions, these stat sheet Excel Eric's out there that are literally going, his metrics are not up to par, Smitty. When you look at the amount of times this guy was tackled in the backfield or the metric here, Smitty, or the metric there, what I saw last year was a player that was eased into action, you know, and we knew this was going to happen, and we had overreacting Oscars dropping this man 
everywhere. And what do we say? Don't drop him. Don't drop Kenneth Walker in 2022 because you're going to be in a, in, an impatient Ian and you're going to be sitting there going, well, Walker, you know, his hernia must have really done him in. Penny's just unbelievable. I don't think this kid Walker's getting in there. I'm going to drop him. Then you drop him, and then what? You come crawling back to the show going, Smitty, I dropped Kenneth Walker. How much fab should I throw on him? No, 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 no. You don't get to come back here and talk about and mention. Get Kenneth Walker's name out of your mouth if you cut him. Get his name out of your mouth. You're not allowed to talk about Kenneth Walker anymore. Kenneth Walker was absolutely unbelievable when he was corralled by multiple defenders in 2023. And the part that bothers me about Excel Eric's out there that just use percentages, you know, on a stat sheet. They don't even watch the game. They have no eyeball test whatsoever. They have no gut feeling whatsoever. When I see Kenneth Walker get corralled by three and four defenders and is unsuccessful and, and goes down, I say to myself, that's not on him. That's on the offensive line. The play calling, whatever. And you could say, oh, that might carry over, Smitty, so isn't that a problem? You could. That would be one argument you could make and say, hey, are they going to block better? Are they going to put this man in a position to where he doesn't have to uh, uh, sh- like shake off two, three, four defenders in the backfield before he's even really secured the football in his hand? He's getting the football. Two or three guys are, are surrounding him. The most important thing to note is when you watch Kenneth Walker on the field, how many times is he successfully shaking off two and three guys and literally breaking ankles a lot? And I don't look at a, an Excel sheet like Eric and say, oh, oh it, he was inefficient in this certain category. So the, the likelihood of him being a good player based on historical data, historical data is great. And I use a lot of historical data. I'm not just some gut-driven Gus that goes out there and just absolutely doesn't look at data or stats. I'm oftentimes unfairly categorized as a guy that doesn't like stats. Smitty, I know you don't like stats. Hey, Smitty, I know you don't like projections. That's a bunch of hogwash. I like using data all the time. But I don't sit there and, and go against my eyeball test or my gut instinct when a piece of data tells you, oh, he's inefficient in these situations. He's just getting going. And when he's been inefficient, it hasn't been one player taking him down. Okay? This guy doesn't get tackled by one man. This guy, it requires two and three defenders to take down Kenneth Walker. This kid is so special. And his counterpart, his backup, is nearly as special. Which is why I felt like someone kicked me right in the nuts on draft day. When they drafted the Seattle Seahawks, Zach Charbonnet. Because in my mind, in my little world, I envision these two gentlemen holding hands to the into the top five, seven running backs in the National Football League, just on my team together, dropping loads left and right individually. And so when I was told that day by my television in in, in my, my streaming service that I would only be able to see one of my children exceed and excel one at a time, it was like kicking me right in the sack. And I know a lot of you felt the same way. And it was hard to digest. It took us about two and a half hours to digest it and say, okay. And, and Walker's value has been tanking ever since. And the reason we're even here right now is because every single knee-jerking, whatever, Caleb, Bob, Bill, Steve, every name we ever use, every knee-jerk reacting individual out there 
Roger, I'm looking at you as well. Need jerk reacting Roger. You guys all have been kicking this man's ADP down way too far. Overreaction. Not an appropriate adjustment. And that has created an opportunity for all of us that have never wavered, continue to love Kenneth Walker, and understand what we're looking at. We know what time it is here on the Fantasy Football Show. We know that it's Kenneth Walker season. We know that if you cuff this marvelous gem of a man, this glorious person that we call Zach Charbonnet, that we're going to have a top five running back production out of our one draft slot. And while it's so sad we don't have two individual top five to seven running backs in Zach Charbonnet and in Kenneth Walker, and you came to Papa and you said, only one of your children will do well at a time in life. It was kicking me in the sack. But we're here and we're saying, look, we might have these Siamese twins that are going to do good together some total. And so I've got the two paired together and we're protecting them 100% at all costs. We must protect Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet at all costs. Just like we must protect Denny and other individuals on this show. Kenneth Walker is your fantasy football savior. Kenneth Walker, don't tell anybody, but he deserves to be drafted in the second round still. And he's not going to be because you're going to be smart. Right, Bob? I don't want a single one of you coming back to me going, Smitty, I saw your Kenneth Walker rant and I just went ahead and took the leap. I took him at 2.10. Are you proud of me? You better be right on him, by the way. You're taking such a big lap because you're not listening to a word I'm saying. If you take Kenneth Walker in round three, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to play the game. You're impatient. You're an impatient Ian. You can't take Kenneth Walker in round two. You can't take Kenneth Walker in round three. And only, only if you feel he's going to go and you're at the tail end of four or 4.8 even. Maybe a little bit past mid-fourth. Not not early fourth round. What are you doing? If you're sitting there in the mid-fourth, late-fourth, and you're like, he's going to go, he's really highly ranked, which he's normally not, then you could take him in round four. You wouldn't be taking laps, and you're taking a league winner. You're taking a player that was slashed in, in half in price. Kenneth Walker doesn't deserve to be in third-round territory, let alone four, let alone five. Kenneth Walker's been sitting in round five how long? How many of you have been passing on Kenneth Walker in round five? He's a second rounder. He's a second rounder. If you cuff him to Zach Charbonnet, he's a second round player. He's a top 15 overall player. And that's being conservative. He's still got top five overall value and potential if he's a top five RB. Kenneth Walker single-handedly wins leagues if cuffed to Zach Charbonnet. Do your job. Your job's to go win. Smitty, you're yelling at me. I'm your coach. I'm your coach. Sometimes you need a kick in the rear end. And I see some of you passing on Kenneth Walker in the late fourth and top of round five when you can cuff the two together and have yourself a glorious year. So go get glory. Grab glory by the balls. High knees. Take a lap. This goes for everybody. You know when you come to practice and your coach comes and yells at you and you did, you did your job, but your two people next to you didn't and you're all still running? You're all still running.
Now that we're back, I appreciate every one of you. <laughs> Look, in all honesty, in all seriousness, not that I wasn't serious that entire time, but there's an opportunity to win leagues. And, and a lot of it goes through this man right here. Kenneth Skywalker. lightsaber swinging skywalker and that that uh that of course nikki was coming whether you super chatted this or not but nikki dropping this you got to drop the skywalker animation um appreciate the reminder appreciate the super chat i appreciate the 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 support and um let's see what other super chats i missed while i was ranting and raving wizard appreciate you again overcome appreciate you deckard thank you ryan uh, Wilson or Amon Ra, that was a great question, and I think a lot of people are asking that question, so it was a very, very helpful question to ask, and if anybody missed it, it's Garrett Wilson because he's the one that's back 100% and Amon Ra's not, but Amon Ra's going to be okay. He's going to be fine. It's a small little ankle injury. He's going to be okay. $5 holler from Gone Rogue. It says, 10-team dynasty full PPR. Would you trade Pickens for Charbonnet Myers if you already have Walker? I feel like you're overpaying there because Pickens is a, I mean, they, they go in like, not the same territory, but Pickens is like a round seven guy and he's a steal and we're getting to him in a second because guess what? I might stand up again and rant and rave on George Pickens. So buckle up for that. That's coming. That's coming. You thought today's ranting was over? It's not. And so for that reason, I'm going to say gone rogue. You missed out drafting Charbonnet. That whole message was for you. And I don't want you to go destroy your team in order to try and rectify your mistake. Um, but I need you to go get Charbonnet. But I, I would say you got to go a different route. You got to go a different route. You can't give away another guy, another moon man, a guy that's going to explode, a guy that can go into your lineup immediate, immediately, a guy that could be a top 10 wide receiver this year in George Pickens. We'll get to that in a minute. This is overpaying. Uh, it, it frustrates me. It fr- I mean, sometimes, sometimes I do as well get sniped on Charbonnet in a best ball draft it happens so very rarely but one out of a hundred drafts that I draft Walker in and I definitely draft Walker that much at fifth and fourth and fifth round value one out of every let's call it two out of every hundred I do end up getting a a draft slot where I try and push my luck and it happens so I'm not going to say you you completely messed up what the hell is wrong with you it happens but it, it it's very vital to make sure you don't have to unravel the good work you're doing in George Pickens drafting. The good work you're doing to, in order to go back and rectify a mistake that you made unless you can do something that you believe one for one. I've got a, I've got a, a video I'm going to be releasing soon where I drafted Barkley over Tony Pollard because I thought I could play the ADP game. Then when Garrett Wilson slipped to me and I'd already drafted Barkley in my fourth my first round pick and I was like I'm gonna get Barkley and Pollard potentially and Garrett Wilson slipped I had to go Garrett Wilson then I was left with Barkley and Garrett Wilson and I had to not draft Tony Pollard and I was so upset at myself I went ahead and I pulled off a Barkley for Tony Pollard straight up trade and I don't apologize to anybody I didn't take a bath on it I could care less where they got drafted Tony Pollard is a top 12 overall player to me Saquon Barkley is a top 12 overall, top 14 overall player to me, but I regretted that, and I'm a human being too. I make draft day mistakes as well, and that's why I tell you that, so you understand that, so you don't think, oh, somebody thinks he's perfect. No, I make on-the-clock 
mistakes all the time and I rectified it. I traded a first rounder where I took Barkley for that guy's second rounder and and everybody in my hometown league thinks I took a, a little bit of a bath on the trade and I'm just I'm just saying thank God it worked out. Thank God it worked out. I'll do a video on this. Thank God it worked out. I got the guy I wanted all along. I should have taken Pollard from the jump. I shouldn't have let any sort of ADP manipulation uh, 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 let ADP manipulate me at all. And so I made the swap back out. Pollard is a top five bound running back, and I want him in every single league that I can get my hands on. Plain and simple. Same thing with Pickens, though. So I don't like this particular move. There's got to be something else you can do to get this going. $10 hauler. All $10 haulers get a moonshot, and I appreciate you, dog, coming in here. Yo, Smitty, 10-man redraft. Which one would you keep? Hurts in the fourth round, Stevenson in the sixth, or Pickens in the ninth? The the reason I won't say Pickens, even though I just gave you a whole bunch of reasons why to draft Pickens, and I'm going to continue to, and I'm about to go on a Pickens rant, is that you can draft him like in the seventh round. So Pickens' ninth round keeper value is not that different from his, his ninth round value. And for that reason, I'm just going to say that Pickens is undervalued. You can get him again undervalued and then walk into the remaining of this you know remain, remainder of this season and then next season with that amazing keeper value from next year but Stevenson around six is pretty good I like it but Stevenson worries me enough to where I'm not just gonna let a keeper round uh value or advantage m- make me go a player I'm questioning Hertz is a monster he belongs in round two you're getting him in round four uh that's a round and a half I would say discount and I probably just take it. And that's just me. Stevenson in six is really nice. You got to ask yourself the question though. And th- this is where, you know, even I kind of waver and, and maybe before I lock it in, we just talk it out and we just say, you know, you say to yourself, okay, it, it, would I rather have, would I rather have Stevenson and that fourth round player, right? Stevenson and that fourth round player, or would I rather have Hertz and the sixth round player? Uh, and because Pickens is there, because you can get a whole bunch of guys we like Pacheco, I'm going to say give me Hurts and that guy. As much as I like the value of Stevenson, the fourth-round player in Stevenson, unless you're getting Fields or Joe Burrow there, and maybe you can, then you'd have a little bit of a dilemma on your hands because at the end of the day, I do want Stevenson and Burrow or Fields over Hurts and the player you're getting in round six, but... I still think I'm going to nail that six-rounder to the degree they play and hang with fourth-round talent. So, you know, I, I lean Hurts in this situation, but it's a very complicated one because Hurts' keeper value is not, not off the charts, but it's really good. Stevenson's isn't off the charts either, but it's a little bit better. And Pickens is off the charts, but his ADP is already garbage still. So you got to let Pickens go and redraft him. Uh, Nikki, appreciate you dropping your Super Chat again for the Skywalker animation. Kenneth Walker to the moon. Let's go. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker. Still possible he cracks the Marsman list, by the way. Uh, okay, so Walker news. We're, we're done with that bad boy. Now let's move on to the George Pickens extravaganza rant. Uh, look, George Pickens, this report here. There's a lot of reports like this. This is not just one man talking about George Pickens and him leveling up his game, leveling up his route running, leveling up his ability to run every route in the route tree, leveling up his ability to dominate the space around him when a football's in the air and that man's got to 
abused two or three defenders. And did I just hit my volume up? Two or three defenders to get to the football. Pickens is one of the best contested catching wide receivers in the National Football League going forward. And you can disagree with that if you want. I hope you do. You can tell me he's not going to be able to sustain with, with Kenny Pickett throwing him the football. I hope you continue to believe that. I don't care if Kenny Pickett just kind of is mediocre. I think Kenny Pickett's got some dog in him this year. I'm not suggesting that Kenny Pickett's going to be a top 10 fantasy football quarterback. If you think that's what I'm saying here, you're not listening to Smitty. You're just hearing him. And, and, and all I'm going to tell you is that Pickett's got enough dog in him and the Steelers have enough of a team to, 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 to get good field position constantly and put Pickett and Pickens in this combination in a good enough spot, a most a very successful opportunity uh, every time they go down the field to, to be in the, the, the red zone. Hold on one second. I think we got a YouTube exclusive membership here that I got to call out. I apologize that I haven't uh, seen this yet. Who is it? Who is it? Um, YouTube exclusive members just renewed there. Uh, who was that? I appreciate you moonshots to whoever just to the moon. uh, subscribed to the membership. It didn't load for me on my iPad, so I'm, I apologize. I got I got the show on the iPad. I got all these monitors. I got tons of stuff going on, and I missed that. I apologize. George Pickens is top 12 wide receiver bound. And George Pickens may not need to even earn close to top 12 value to get you the value back that you're, you're paying. You're paying seventh round value for George Pickens. Um, I believe he'll creep up into, into the top around seven. He could be a round six guy by the end of, of August. Wouldn't shock me at all because there's a lot of hype behind him. He's out there in practice. I got an Instagram post where he's just manhandling all of his fellow teammates and defenders, getting up, throwing the ball at people, uh, just playing the, the, the diva role, but in a way that's respectable, in a way that I don't feel, um, why is my mic just completely hopped up? In a way that I don't think is a a, uh, a negative. You know, when we see a diva wide receiver enter a territory of divaness that is not becoming of them. You know, a, a player like Diggs just ranting and raving, give me the ball, I'm mad at my quarterback, I'm the guy, everybody else is below me. That is not a good level of of diva to reach. But when I see a guy like Pickens out there saying he's the best wide receiver in the National Football League, when I have uh, crazy reports, and this is crazy, I'm not suggesting that this isn't a crazy um, report. Okay, so I want everybody to under- understand that I don't believe that this is, um, let me see if I can find this, uh, this is cr- this is crazy, okay? Understand, up front, Smitty does not agree with this statement, but you have high-profile people putting their neck on the line, saying ridiculous things, similar to when uh, Jair Alexander says that Jordan loves the number one quarterback in the, in the National Football League. That is a ridiculous statement, but it says something that a guy like that is 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 going to bat for said player and is one of many reasons, not the only reason. One of many reasons I've told all of you Jordan Love is the real deal. And to what degree, we don't know. Top top five quarterback, no. But top 12, top 8 to 12 quarterback in the National Football League, maybe top 7 to 12. Yeah, Jordan Love is that guy. You can either believe it or not. It's okay. It's uncomfortable until it's not uncomfortable. That's the way life is. That's the way the prediction business is. That's the way everything is. Okay, so you can you can not get behind that if you want. But when you see, when you read between the lines and you see people, players, staff, reporters say things about a guy over and over, multiple players, and when a respectable uh, a comment 
a, a respectable uh, player, defender, amazing talent, says that this guy's the best quarterback in the National Football League. You can't take, oh, Jair Alexander's, you know, what is he on? You got to say, look, he, he sees something and he's trying to tell you. And, and and this is kind of a ridiculous statement here. It really is. But when you, this is coming from uh, <laughs> from from Ryan Clark, who has some crazy wild takes from time to time. And in no way, shape, or form am I condoning this comparison. This is the wildest accusation of ridiculousness I've ever seen. But if you take it for what it is, and you try and analyze what's going on here in this man's mind, George Pickens is much more talented than Justin Jefferson, says Ryan Clark, which is just completely Smitty Disapproved. You've just been Smitty Disapproved. We are not condoning that ridiculous statement, but what I'm trying to tell you is ignore the majority of what's being put on this graphic here that's upsetting you and rubbing you the wrong way and understand that there are people everywhere that are seeing this and there are people everywhere that are that are seeing this guy evolve to to a degree I think people are just not ready to see and ignore. And, and I'm not saying he's even a top five wide receiver. I'm just saying there are people everywhere talking about George Pickens. And if you can't you can't see between the the noise on this and just say, look, there's some amazing things going on. Ryan Ryan Clark is absolutely off his rocker. George Pickens better than Justin Jefferson. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But in that, I see a, a, a piece of of truth in that Pickens is gravitating toward the upper echelon of wide receiver play. And I see that. And I recognize that. So when I see that dumb statement that Ryan Clark made, this idiotic statement of George Pickens is much more talented than Justin Jefferson, I see what really matters in the statement that a lot of people are seeing that Pickens is on the rise. He's on the rise. He's on the rise. And Ryan Clark didn't say it well. He didn't say it good at all. That was a stupid way to put it. No one's going to take your take seriously when you compare Justin Jefferson to George Pickens. What he should have said is that there's a tier, okay, with the top dogs that I think Pickens could climb on and pull himself up and say, what's up? Hey, guys. That's what Clark should have said. That's what Clark should have said. Uh, Ty Lee says, Smitty, you said he's a top 12 crying emoji, crying emoji. Let's let's read this and give it the proper um, uh, attention it deserves because Ty Lee's about to take a big fat lap. Ty Lee, Smitty, you said he's top 12 loudly crying face, loudly crying face, face with tears of joy, face with tears of joy, face with tears of joy, skull, 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 cross-eyed grinning face with stuck out tongue cross. I grinning face with stuck out tongue cross I grinning face with stuck out tongue come on ma and that's a Ryan Clark JR take. Um d- does does that repeated back to you make you feel like maybe you're overemphasizing uh, a really bad take Tylee? Does that d- d- hearing that out loud did that make you feel like you know when you record yourself doing something and you watch it back you're like god I sound like an idiot. Does that is that how you feel right now Tylee? Cuz I think you might have just I think you might have just put yourself in your own place. But let's go ahead and send you on the biggest lap of your life for being, I don't know. I don't even know what you're being right now. Top 12 wide receiver. You're you're on record telling us you do not like George Pickens. You do not like George Pickens. I don't want to hear later that you like him. 
I don't want to hear anything of the sort because you used one, two, three, four, five crying emojis in variation. One, two, three, four skulls and three tongue out emojis and a come on. All in one message about having a problem with George Pickens cracking the very bottom. Hey guys, the very bottom of the top 12 wide receiver tier. Let's see you take the biggest lap of your life in front of 268 people. We'll see you in a few minutes, pal. This coming from a guy that says Joe Burrow is going to get figured out. So take that for what it is. George Pickens season's upon us. George Pickens deserves an animation or a scene on this show. And that's on me. That's on me. I take the blame and fault on that one. I don't know why we don't have one already. It's shameful. I'm ashamed of myself. I should have a, a George Pickens scene. And we don't have one. And that's that's just, it feels like I, I missed the boat greatly. Who would you, who would be a backup wide receiver last spot? Um, who would be a, by, a backup wide receiver last spot? On the bench, Elijah Moore or Tank Dell or Nico Collins or Jamison Williams. I'm probably going Tank Dell. I like I like uh, uh, Elijah Moore a lot. And Jamison Williams is injured. He's out six weeks. So we're not going that direction, okay? I like Jamison, but we're not going that direction. Elijah Moore's got tons of upside. Tank Dell could be your wide receiver three. And so he's the guy you want to roll with. I know a Tank Dell is going later than Elijah Moore, but you're asking me to choose between two players I like a lot, and if I could only pick one, I don't really care about ADP. Um. Okay, let's see here. Pickens is not top 12. Thank you for putting that on record. We'll put that in the corner there, Goran, so everyone can see it. Um, I really, really appreciate the doubt. The doubters are what really help keep his value at bay. Look, George Pickens wouldn't be in round seven if we didn't have Gorns out there. Goran, let's give a Goran a round of applause. Gordon, you're appreciated, you're needed, and you're playing your role to a T. To a T. I don't know if you're playing it covertly just to help the community, but let's give Gorn a moonshot. Because if he's... Look, Gorn, we believe you. You're doing such an excellent acting job. And you're actually out there drafting this way and continuing to ignore Pickens to such a believable degree. I can't even tell if you're serious or not. And for that, you're playing your role in an exceptional fashion, young man. To the moon. I mean, I, I couldn't do it better myself. I believe Gordon. I actually believe him. And so I, I, I just, I'm, I'm blown away by this man's ability to do his job. Unbelievable. Okay, uh, Smitty, Tylee sent you a message telling you, no, 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 send him another lap. I could care less. He's, he's got enough time. He doesn't know what he's doing anyway. Um, okay, so George Pickens, amazing um, news. Just hearing all kinds of people talk him up is, is just more confirmation about what we've already seen for months and months and months. No one's been on George Pickens like we have. He's been on the Moon Men list. We've been waiting for it. His glory, his glory in the making. And it's going to continue. So, George Pickens' season is here to stay. Uh, this is some more news right here. Um, this is, uh, you know, we knew about this yesterday. But there's a report here from Rappaport saying that Traylon Burks, who suffered the LCL 
um, got good news and from the MRI, uh, Burks should only miss a few weeks. That's probably a, a conservative uh, take. You you know you 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 sprain that knee, you tear that LCL, which is on the outside of the knee. So if this is my right knee, okay, your LCL is the ligament on the side. And you typically do not tear that in half. It's very, very hard to rip in half. It's not like the ACL and the PCL, which you snap in half very easily. The MCL, very, very thick. The LCL is long. It goes all the way down your leg and kind of like into your, your like turns into and connects into your like ankle and foot. And so a lot of people can tear their LCL by having their foot bent back. And like when you land like that, you can stretch that LCL out. But what it is, is you're really stretching it out. You're stretching the LCL. And so he has some sort of tear, a stretching, so to speak. And him coming back in a few weeks seems absolutely overly optimistic. And if he does come back, let's say in three weeks, what does this report say? Several, uh, miss a few weeks. So let's say he missed uh, three weeks. Let's call a few three, right? And say three weeks, he would get injured. I have no faith. I'm writing off Traylon Burks at this point. You got you got him as third fiddle in this offense. I don't care what anybody says. They want him to be good. So many people want him to be good. Um, Tra- Traylon Burks is the third fiddle. Okonkwo is the second option, and Hopkins is the first option. And Okonkwo has got a carved out amount of targets and work and, and uh, design plays that Burks is just not going to, I think, get you what you want. Not to mention he's been disappointing every step of the way. Reading between the lines, whether it's breathing problems, which, you know, prayers up for him on fixing all that. I'm not suggesting anything negative by this. But from an analyst perspective, and hey, can we trust this guy perspective, there's nothing but disappointment coming downstream. And the same could be said for Jameson Williams in some ways. Whether it's being suspended whether it's you know having a slow comeback, whether it's getting injured now, Jamison Williams uh, has that feel of he's never going to evolve. And I'm not saying I'm staying away from Jamison Williams entirely because his ADP is pretty ridiculously low because he is missing six weeks. But you know he does have the feel of a player we eventually give up on if he continues to to have issues that pop up. So thank you for for being here and all those questions and comments you guys got going on. Uh, Pickens, um, okay. Let's see here. Calvin Austin. This guy's making waves. Calvin Austin. Reports Calvin Austin probably had the most eye-popping camp of any Steelers wide receiver. Uh, This is also great news for the Steelers offense. This is great news for Pickens because now there is a legitimate player that defenses are going to see running down the field. How the hell do we... How do we double George Pickens? The answer is you probably don't very often double George Pickens. You've got three wide receivers that... And as much as I don't like Deontay Johnson... This is a capable trio of wide receivers, and they have two tight ends. And in Washington, Darnell Washington, the six-seven monster near the end zone, is going to keep defenders busy. Uh, Fryermuth is obviously a good talent. There's a lot of good talent here for Pickett to have a pretty decent year. And no one's saying you should be starting Pickett at all, like I said. But this is this is this offense could matriculate the football down the field in a very positive way, and that's going to open up everything for Pickens. I like Calvin Austin a lot. He's a very good last-round player, second-to-last-round player, whatever. Rostering him is not a bad idea. This is the man, though. This is the number one wide receiver. This guy believes he's the number one wide receiver in the league. Not saying I believe him. I'm not saying Ryan Clark is correct. I'm not saying Ryan Clark even has a his, his head on his shoulders after that ridiculous J.J. 
and Pickens comparison, but I think everything is set up for this man to not be double teamed. Everything is set up for this man to be running the route tree and being the best player he could possibly be at this point in his career with the potential targets and volume and, and defensive attention you want or the lack of, of double teaming and, and defensive focus you want. This guy's headed to the moon. That's why he's been a moon man for quite some time. Absolutely thrilled that Pickens is progressing the way he is and absolutely thrilled that they're supporting cast around him to allow and to make it very, very hard for defenses to focus on him. And Javante Williams, head coach Sean Payton said Javante Williams will play 10 to 12 snaps in Saturday's preseason game against the 49ers. We heard a little bit about this yesterday. It's great news. Javante Williams is light years ahead of, of any ACL recovery we've seen since Adrian Peterson. This was not the case like a month and a half, two months ago. So he's had a, a re- remarkable final month of recovery. And that's why people need to understand about Brees Hall, that Brees Hall could eventually in the next two weeks, three weeks, have progress that is unbelievable as well. And there's one thing I want to say about Brees Hall right now, because there are so many people that I think are not evaluating this situation properly. And so Pickens, appreciate Pickens. We're going to get him off the screen here. Brees Hall, where is Dalvin Cook right now? He can't practice. He can't practice till probably next week because of his shoulder surgery and recovery. Where, where are the comments and outrage for for Dalvin Cook not being able to be at practice? What's this guy doing? He's in 11-on-11 11 11 drills and today taking several handoffs between the tackles and having the, 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 the crowd chanting, Breeze, Breeze, Breeze. This guy took a play and yeah, they're not tackling him. I know that it's it's like flag football out there, but he's cutting. He's cutting left and right. He's knifing through defenders. This guy ripped off a nice little run in practice today that was ultra impressive. It's on my Instagram, and a lot of negative Noahs are in there going, oh, they're playing flag football. You're excited about that. No, the thing you should be excited about is he's out there in 11-on-11 11 11 drills. He's full go. He's been activated from the active PUP, which everybody was concerned about. He's now full go. He runs 23 miles per hour, and he's got 20, what, 3, 23 days, 22, 23 days to still progress. He says that he's worried about cutting still at times. I told you that was going to be the case his entire first year back. When you tear your ACL, there's a lot of trust involved in cutting and and feeling like your knee's going to just, like you're on the top of a ladder, standing on the top, and it's just going to come out from under you. That's how your knee feels initially and he's gonna have that Javante has that Javante's not asked hey Javante do you still have a lot of knee pain are you still worried about cutting and maybe Javante would be like, no 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 I'm 100% and players are gonna say that and I'm not an idiot no one should be thinking he will be 100% where he'll be a year from today he'll always get progressively better but is is Javante and Brees Hall are they both light years ahead of Barkley and JK absolutely like, Hall is light years ahead of where Barkley was his first year back at this point in the offseason. So where do you think he's going to be in 22, 23 days from now? He's going to be potentially where Javante is, where Javante's out there playing 10 to 12 snaps in a preseason game. Everyone needs to understand that Dalvin Cook is not out there. Brees Hall is. And the, the, the real kicker here is that this man, this man right here, 
is going in round four and five on the regular. Some of you might say, I saw him going to the top of four, Smitty. I'm not seeing five. It's all over the place. Part of it is because the ADP hasn't adjusted yet, and the anxious Angus is on the clock, and Brees Hall has this high ADP that hasn't got bumped down yet, and it's, it's a pressure. It's an anxious thing. Ian or Angus or Bob is sitting there on the clock, and it's like, okay, you're on the clock at the 3.4, and Hall's sitting there. And, he, and they're like, Hall's been there for like four picks in a row. Like, do I take him? And then he they pass on him. And then Bob's on the clock and Hall's sitting there. Hey, the, the, the system's saying take Brees Hall. And, and it's, it's influential. And so it's forcing people to take him a little earlier until the ADP adjusts. And that's going to be the nature of it. Once it adjusts down to the fourth round, then people will do the same thing. They'll wait a little longer, leave them at the top, floating there for a little longer, then he moves down to 4.8. ADP movement downward from a freakout usually is a two-part process. The initial freakout, and then they everybody settles on it, and then it moves up or down a little bit based on that first adjustment. And usually if the, the player's in flux, if their value's in flux, they move down even more. So Brees Hall will be... Locked into the fourth round going forward, but he will be oftentimes a fifth round player in your winning leagues with Brees Hall in round five. Your winning leagues. It, 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 it's crazy to me that people think this guy's going to be kept off the field come week four, five, six in terms of full goal production. Now, may, maybe he's eased in week one, week two, and I actually prefer that at this point. I really do. I want him not to get abused by this tough and rigorous week one through whatever the first month of this the schedule is brutal for the RB. Let's let Dalvin Cook shoulder that. No pun intended. And if anybody thinks Dalvin Cook is a high bet to stay healthy, they're out of their mind. They're out of their mind. Dalvin Cook is probably one of the most injury-prone running backs in the National Football League. Dalvin Cook is coming off a, an injured shoulder that he had surgery on, and he's going to enter this, this equation here still trying to recover himself. And yeah, he could play through it. He could put the jacket on. He's done it before. But Dalvin Cook is always an injury risk on a, a bunch of different levels. So Dalvin Cook, as he gets older, is going to be more and more prone to having some sort of injury. So the fact that people are, aren't even considering um, that, that uh, I think, uh, Brian, crying Brian, dropping a super chat here. Crying Brian, appreciate that. Let me get to that. I'm sorry. Crying Brian, uh, super chat says, uh, thank you, um, thank you, Luke, for your super chat, by the way. Crime Brian says, I, Smitty, uh, which day are you planning to drop the Kelsey draft strategy video? Hopefully tomorrow, okay? Hopefully tomorrow. Appreciate you asking about it. And then we've got, we got wide receiver, wide receiver, zero running back approach. We did the hero running back already. We'll do the Kelsey approach, and we'll probably do potentially a running back, running back, robust RB approach, and those draft strategy videos are on the way. And I'll put them all on one row on my YouTube homepage, my main page, so that you guys can have like a draft strategy section and have all of those uh, techniques in there, all of which are driven first and foremost by best player available. Brian, Crying Brian, thank you for your super chat. My man, um... Yusef dropping a super says, Hey, Smitty, please pick 0.5 PPR, Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, Pollard. Give me Garrett Wilson, Pollard, and Amon Ra. At this stage right now with, with Amon Ra having a, a little bit of a, a, an ankle injury, which I'm not really concerned about at all. 
but I think I would probably put it in that pecking order right now. And I regretted, I told you, I regretted at the top of the show, I regretted taking Barkley over Pollard in a league, in a hometown league that that, that I did, and I drafted him. Uh, honestly, it was after the Dalvin Cook news um, that, that I, you know, or I'm sorry, before the Dalvin Cook news. So once Dalvin Cook was not in play, once Zeke Elliott was not in play, then, then all of a sudden Pollard had literally no threat of another player coming in and taking some work. And, and that news came out after the draft uh, selection happened. But I literally came out with my Tony Pollard top five running back video, uh, which he's been on that list anyway. He's been on the, the Moon Man list forever. But he made the Mars Men list. And I sat there and just said, how can I, how can I make this right? How can I rectify my mistake? And so I, I went to the owner and we negotiated. And I, you know, I slid into the, into the DMs and I said, hey, let's, uh, let's do a little trade here. Let's do a little trade poo here. Let's 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 swap. Let's do a little little swap. Let me just. Who do you want? And I, you know, foot in the door phenomenon. Got ended up getting a, a straight up swap, which the league thinks I took a bath on because these guys are my hometown long term buddy league anyway. They don't they don't take me seriously at all, and and they think I took a bath. They, they, one guy I'll show you tomorrow. One of my long time buddies, one of my best friends since I was little, uh, sent me this message, and I'm, I'm gonna do a whole video on this. I'm going to do a whole video on this. But he sent me uh, this message right here. And it said, really? Pollard is just so small. <laughs> Don't you think he's more of an injury uh, more of an injury as a starter? Uh, uh, Don't you think he's more of an injury? I don't know what that means there, uh, Frank. Instead of being a change of pace guy? <laughs> and I said, "You, this is me down below. You were just saying this to mess with me, right? <laughs> it, Pollard is just so small. And so I sent him a little screenshot. And I said, small? Pollard is six foot, 209 pounds. That's bigger than B. John Robinson. <laughs> this guy's six foot, 210 pounds. And he's small. So I got a video on that coming. Uh, appreciate my boy, Frankie. <laughs> I'll just call, we'll just call him Frank. We'll call him Frank the Tank. Uh, Frank, appreciate you. Uh, we'll go. We'll go through that in a minute. And then my other buddy, my other buddy's just he thinks that he thinks Pollard's not going to be anything. I just don't understand what these guys are thinking. I just don't understand it at all. Pollard's a top twelve overall player. He's a top twelve overall player. Go forward. Um. Okay, where are we at here? Brees Hall. Got that out of the way. Here's the Amon Ross St. Brown news. Jamison Williams has a hamstring injury and is likely to be sidelined for the remainder of the preseason. So already off to a horrible start after playing six games last year and catching one pass coming off his ACL tear and suspended for the first six games of the season. Jamison Williams is turning out to be an absolute bust. Um, and, and he doesn't concern me at all in terms of, uh, you know, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, who is going to take the next couple of days off just to get his his uh, ankle right. So Amon Ross St. Brown, nothing crazy severe. This right here uh, is the last piece of news. Then we'll open up the phone lines for a few minutes, and then your boy Smitty does have to, to bolt out of here a little early, which is why I started about a half hour to 45 minutes early because I want to make sure. I started about an hour early, I, or no, about a half, half hour to 45 minutes early to make sure I came in here and did a well over an hour, hour and 15-minute show. Um, so I apologize for leaving earlier today. Uh, but, but Jonathan Taylor, there's more that's come out on this. This excused personal matter was not something like unrelated to the situation. It's it's 
it's said to be, according to reports, so that he can work out all the issues he's got to work out in regards to this situation. So it's very much, apparently, according to reports, very much tied to his being unhappy in his current predicament, being injured. Um, I I think if you draft JT anywhere inside the top three rounds, you are just, you're drafting off a nostalgic feeling of, what if I fall into a, a pot of gold? What if I fall into a pot of gold? Let me tell you something. I could find five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe twelve players that are capable of going in round three that I like over JT. I would not take JT in the third round at all. No matter what scenario you paint for me, I can't envision a world where I'm sitting there on the clock and I say to myself, I'd rather have JT than Fields right now. I'd rather have JT than any of the top four quarterbacks. I can't envision that at all. I would take all four, all top five quarterbacks over JT in a millisecond. This is when you go early quarterback, when you look at the board and you say, I don't trust it. I don't trust the running back position right here. Maybe I will in a round because things change as you go into different rounds. I don't trust the running backs here. I don't trust the wide receivers here. I don't want to go tight end early here. And I'm looking at, you know, Mahomes or Hurts or Josh Allen or Fields or Burrow. And Burrow's going later, so you can't really use Burrow here. But I'm, I'm just trying to give you an example of who I value over JT. And I even value a Burrow who goes in round five over him. I, I can't take JT in round three. And some of you might be like, oh, that's crazy. And that's fine. And you can certainly call in and hash this out if you want in a minute. But what is what are the positives here? This is nothing but negative red flags galore. He's got two injuries he's not healthy from. He's not ready for week one. Everyone's scared to death of, of, of players like Amon Ross, St. Brown, and other players that get banged up. Garrett Wilson got his little ankle injury and everybody freaked out. And yet, this guy's sitting there with an ambiguous back injury, likely still very hampered from the the ankle injury that took him out majority of the year and he could never come back from it, kept re-injuring it, and now is still struggling with it. And we're in mid-August and he's still struggling with the ankle injury. What in the hell makes anybody think he's safe whatsoever? It doesn't make sense at all. This is the biggest bust in 2023. If I if I, if I could identify a bigger one, I I don't know. I, I will try. I'll try. This is the this is the one bust candidate that's screaming from even the third round. He's screaming, "I will bust on you." Could he somehow, some way, deliver? I, I suppose could he get traded? Could he be faking an injury? Certainly possible. But the fact that Ursay and the Colts from the, 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 the top of the top, the brass has come out and said, we are not trading JT. Not now, not in October. He's not going anywhere. That to me feels like if I'm going to bank on JT in the third round right now in a draft off of the assumption that Ursay's lying and that he's going to go ahead and and, 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 and accept some sort of trade offer from somebody in a market where running backs don't get traded, in a market where running backs don't get paid, in a situation where this guy's angry because he's not getting paid. You think a team wants to acquire a disgruntled running back that says, okay, you're going to trade for me, but are you going to sign me? Because if you don't sign me to a long-term deal, I don't know that I even want to be traded to you. Do you think a team's going to go down that road at all? 
Absolutely not. Not to mention, according to what ESPN report, according to what ESPN report, there are teams that have said they would potentially be interested in JT, but the problem is, and all of these teams reportedly said this, we don't know if he's healthy. We can't trade for a guy that's injured. So not only are the teams that potentially maybe want to acquire JT in some sort of dream fairy tale scenario, they don't want to acquire an injured running back. They don't want to pay the injured running back. They don't want to pay the running back. And this guy wants to get paid and he's disgruntled mainly because about of, of the lack of, of getting a long-term deal. This does to bank on this. Let, let me just let me word it this way, and then we're done with this part. Do we feel like there's a, a potential opportunity in Bizarro World for Ursay to completely backtrack, trade this guy, and him blow up somewhere else? Yeah, there's that possibility. But are you willing to pass on Jameer Gibbs for all these moving parts and what ifs? No. I'll answer for you. Absolutely no. That makes no sense. Why on earth? Yeah, is it an off chance that happens? Sure. But you're going to draft a man off an off, off chance where everything's been disappointing every single step of the way? Do you think this is just going to flip around and become amazing? It's probably just going to get worse. These things don't get better most of the time. They, they usually get worse. So don't draft JT. Draft Gibbs. Don't draft JT. Draft Ridley. Don't draft JT. Draft Fields, draft Hurts, draft Mahomes, draft Josh Allen. I could go on and on and on. I'd rather have Kenneth Walker, who I'm telling you right now, don't draft him round three. But I'm trying to say, then maybe you go Ridley. Maybe you go Debo or wide receiver in round three to take Walker in four. I'd rather have Walker straight up than JT. Would I draft that way? Like I said, no. But if I had Walker and you offered me JT straight up, I'd laugh in your face. I'd laugh in your face. Hey, Smitty, after we drafted, I've got Walker. You walk up to me and you say, Smitty, I'll, I'll give you JT for Walker. I laugh in your face. In your face. And then I tell you to go get me a coffee. Because Walker is doing real work while your boy JT is complaining about his contract we don't know if he's injured. We don't know if he's being honest about that. This guy keeps complaining over and over about his deal. And I get it. I get the running backs are mad. But you you have a contract and you got to come up and show to show up to work. JT's a complete avoid, must avoid, most avoid player in 2023. Uh, probably Jacobs is, is up there because Jacobs, and I saw a Reebok's question, would I rather have Jacobs or or? Or JT, I'd rather have Jacobs at this point because Jacobs is a higher likelihood of playing week one. But I want neither one of them. I want neither one of them. Give me Gibbs. Yeah, uh, uh, Petrified Woods even has another name. Alave. Ridley, Alave, Gibbs. I mentioned Gibbs and Ridley. Throw Alave in there over JT. 1,000%. I mean, just 1,000%. Keep it down, Smitty. Newborn is sleeping. Uh, Ralph. Okay, Ralph, play this. This, this is always, this always uh, is a great way to get everybody to calm down in the household. Appreciate you, Ralph. Appreciate you, my guy. Phone lines are open. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. 
Phone lines are open. Dial into the show. I'll be here for a few, uh, definitely a few more minutes. I, 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 again, started early because I'll be ending a little early. We will be live tonight. Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY will be drafting tonight. If anybody wants to draft with me tonight, please hit this link in the, the live chat. I'm going to pin it right now. It's in the link of every, uh, the description of every video. Uh, Underdog Fantasy will match up to $100 in your first deposit. We're drafting tonight. You must get a jump on that. Click the link now so you're not scrambling to do it at the last second and you can't get into the draft because you're like, oh, I got to sign up right now. Um, 862 caller, you're live. Who is this and where are you calling from? Tom, Tom from New Jersey. What's up, Tom? What can I do for you? Hey, Smitty. So I did a 10-person draft tonight. It's a super flex. I just want to go over my team. Let me know what you think. Okay, hang, hang tight. Let me get the 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 board out real quick. And uh, I'll get sure, you no problem. Uh, John, John, if John, if you don't mind holding, we're gonna we're gonna take care of this question Watch first. Us. Then I'll come over to you, John. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Tom from New Jersey, who's got his team. He's gonna hit me with his team. We're gonna evaluate it. Uh, again, guys, we're drafting tonight. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Please hit that link. I just pinned it in the live chat. It's in the description of every video. If you're watching the replay of the show, hit that that link that's in the live chat and the description of the video that says underdog fantasy it inserts promo code Smitty for you. And you won't get into the draft tonight. If you don't just, it takes like two minutes, click the link, get signed up $10 minimum deposit. We're going to be doing, I think they're the four, $3, $5 drafts. I think they're $5 drafts tonight. If they're still up and we'll be doing those. If not, we'll do a $15 weekly winner, but it's a minimum of 10 bucks. They'll match and double your minute, your, your deposit up to $100. Um, and real quickly, uh, Tom, let me get the super chat out of the way. $10 hauler. All $10 haulers get a moonshot. Appreciate you dropping this $10 watt on screen, Logan. Logan says 12 team, full PPR, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex. Uh, makes it tempting to push wide receiver. Definitely because you're only starting two of them. And, and the running backs become uh, valuable there. Obviously BPA, but what's the general strategy? Would What general strategy would I take? So 12 team, full PPR, two running back. Uh, did you say what draft slot you have? I don't think you did. Um, I, you know, without the draft slot, it's hard to really give you a, a, an assessment. But I would say, in general, um, did he say what draft slot? I don't think he did. I would say, like, Bijan, Garrett Wilson, Pollard, St. Brown. Um, obviously, if you get a 1, 2, or 3 overall pick, you could definitely, you're definitely going to go Jamar Chase or or potentially J.J., in a full PPR, even if it's a two wide receiver, two running back, I would definitely consider that based on the draft strategy and the trending of your league. If you know your league mates very well and you know that running backs are going to last, then I would go that route. You know, But if running backs get consumed very early, which they oftentimes do in a two wide receiver, two running back in a flex format, then uh, I, pro- you know, I probably would potentially lean toward trading down or distrafting Bijan. Because then you can you can get those wide receivers. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get a Watson and a Ridley probably without touching a wide receiver in, until round three or four, and you're still gonna have a very very nice wide receiver room. So I, I'm I'm tempted to do that, but JJ and Chase are hard to pass on. Kelsey's also a fun approach, um, and you can do you can do that pretty well in this format because running back and wide receiver are so deep. There, there's endless strategies, Logan. The hero running back strategy works really well in this format too. So watch my hero running back video 
And then the Kelsey video is coming up soon. And then John with his super chat says, traded Mechie and a future first for Dell. Uh, That's a lot though. So here's the thing, John, I think it's going to work out for you. But the problem is future first rounder. I don't know that you had to pay that for Dell. That's the only thing I'm going to say. But I think it's going to work out for you. But that is that is definitely you know overpaying because he goes like at the tail end of a redraft league at like round fifteen or sixteen. So um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's going to work out for you, but that, that is quite a, a cost a future first rounder. But tank Dell to the moon. Just be careful in other drafts not to over invest in him in, in case he doesn't have the blow up and he's he's literally a guy that's not going to lose you a league. You know you don't want him to lose you the ability to build and rebuild a franchise too in, in dynasty. So. Just be careful not to do that in a lot of leagues. You did it in one league, it's fun, you got them, good. But I wouldn't be giving away first-rounders if you don't have to in those situations. And that boy dropping this one says, I miss the days of ETN hype. Cannot be uh, not be a top-10 guy this year. He is a top-10 to 12 wide running back, ETN. We talk about ETN all the time. There's no, no ETN hype. We hype him up a lot. We love ETN. He's just got that mix of risk and reward that makes him a guy he's tough to draft in every league because there is a heavy amount of risk and a heavy amount of upside. Okay, go ahead and hit me with your team, Tom. Go ahead. Shoot. All right, Smitty. So it was a it's a super flex, and we got to keep one player from last year. I okay. kept Jalen Hurts. Okay. Okay. My running backs are Kenneth Walker and Damian Pierce. My wide receivers are Garrett Wilson, Amon Ron St. Brown, Drake London, and George Pickens. My tight end is Evan Ingram, and my second quarterback is Kenny Pickett. Those are my starters. Ingram. And pick it. Yeah, bro. I mean, that you crush it. You crush it. I mean, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ra. I got Pickens. Let me write Pickens up here. Pickens uh, Pickens is such a good flex. I mean, that's awesome. London and Pickens. Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, Pierce Walker, Hurts. I mean, you really couldn't have done much better. And yeah, I don't know that I really... What what what's your best bench player to trade to try and upgrade? Let's say Pickens a, a bit. I li- again, I like Pickens and what he's going to do for pick for pick. Or I like Pickett and what he's going to do for Pickens, but I would like to upgrade Pickett if there was a ability to. What do, what do you have on the bench? Yeah, I have Herbert. I have um, Charbonnet. Um, Tank Dell. I have um, uh, Dalton Kincaid. Nice, bro. Aconquo. Wow. Is it tight end premium? Yeah. Yes, it is. God. So you got a con you got yeah. you got Ingram, Kincaid, and a Conquo. That's yeah. probably your, your entry point is trying to trade uh one of your tight ends. As much as I love Ingram, bro, I love both of the players that you have here. I love both of these guys, Kincaid and Aconquo, so much. I mean, this is very valuable. I would just kick around the idea of doing some sort of two-for-one package if it's not, like, something that you you can't... Because you have the opportunity to say, yeah, it's tight end premium. You're getting rid of a, a potential top seven, top five to seven tight end in, in Ingram. You are. This is not a doubt, you know, a, a situation where I doubt him. But I love your tight end situation so much here with the Conquo and Kincaid on the bench that... If you can take Pickett in a Superflex and upgrade him into T-Law, let's say, you smash that. Yeah. So take a look at it. Okay. That's the only move to make here. Don't touch Walker, Pierce, Wilson, Amon-Ra. 
London, Hurts, Kincaid, Okonkwo, Herbert, Pickens. Don't 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 touch any of those guys. It's all about Ingram and Pickett. What can you get? What kind of quarterback upgrade okay. can you get? Amazing job. Perfect. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah, go ahead. So I'm in a, uh, a league where you get eliminated each week if you, you score the least amount of points. Okay. So if I score the least amount of points week one, I'm out of the league for the whole year. Okay. I have the third pick. Would you still pick uh, B. John Robinson? Um, third pick, would I still take B. John Robinson? Okay, what I didn't it, know what... if it would be different since it's like an elimination. Yeah, um, I probably would take the wide receiver. I'd probably take JJ or Chase, just because yeah, like rookies, rookies already. could have moments where they're eased in, you know. And and, and I'm not saying that's going to happen with Bijan, but it, especially early mm-hmm. on, like he's going to get better. I would go with, I would probably go with JJ, and then I would really consider Kelsey, um, and then Bijan. Like that would be the one format where, and I love Bijan, I love Bijan, but that would be the one format where. I would hate for Bijan to become the best player in the league, but do it from like like week three on, and he's really good in week yeah. one and two. But yeah, I would definitely Kelsey would be a fantastic as well. You owe me twenty percent off Brees' pieces shirt. Why do I why do I owe that to you, Cortez? I'm not sure what that even means. I've I've never had a discount code for the Brees' pieces shirt ever. Um, it's it's is is a drop ship merch you know uh, situation. If anybody wants to get the Brees' pieces shirt or the the Bijan running back one shirt, you just go to the YouTube channel. And on the YouTube channel, you can see here on the, the tabs above the, the navigation, there's the join button if you want to become a YouTube exclusive membership, then you click memberships. But to the right of that, you'll see store. And on mobile, same thing, memberships if you want to become a YouTube exclusive member. And then next to that is store. Click that store if you want to get your uh, your merch, your running back one, your Brees' pieces, your, Hull, your, your Kenneth Walker, Skywalker shirt. Those are all there. Uh, all right, bro, appreciate you. Definitely, um, you know... There's a lot of ways to to win, and don't feel like you're you're making a mistake going any of those routes. Like you go any of those routes, you could definitely build a a, a winner. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. All right, later, pal. That was Tom from New Jersey. Let's go to John. John, what's up, my guy? Hey, how's it going, man? Good, bro. Hold on, bro. Uh, this is just a quick question on three wide receivers who I think are at least at fair value, but do have a ton of upside. It's DeAndre Hopkins. Mike Williams and Hollywood Brown, all three of them definitely like the floor seems pretty low, but you know, with the chargers taking a step forward with Kellen Moore Hopkins now seemingly being the main receiver there. And even Hollywood Brown getting all the volume in Arizona in a TPR setting, it seems like they could actually go off. And I was wondering what your thoughts were. Yeah, this is easy for me, bro. This isn't even a, this isn't tough at all. I don't trust Mike <laughs> Williams to stay healthy. And there's a lot of mouths to feed there. I don't trust Hollywood Brown to ever see the red zone. Although I think you're right, he could be he could be a surprise, I suppose. But Hopkins is the clear decision. I'm not drafting Mike Williams or, or Hollywood Brown anywhere near Hopkins. No way. Is Hopkins, there a Chargers wide receiver you would be cool with drafting? Because I, I kind of have the same feeling when it comes to the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert's going to be amazing this year, but I don't know which of the wide receivers I really. You have the same feel. You have the same feeling as what? Meaning, I, I, I think that 
like I don't really trust a single Chargers wide receiver fully, but I do think Justin Herbert's going to be really well. So if I was to try to get a stack with one of them, yeah, I don't my, know which one I'd want I just want to. I just wanted to see where you're coming from because my feeling is I'm yeah. I'm not saying I I can't I'm not saying I'm doubting Herbert to be good or anything like that, but I don't have a good feeling. I don't have a I don't have a bad feeling necessarily, but I don't have a good feeling. I'm very indifferent until Herbert proves me, you know. Uh, proves to us that he can hang with like fields and those guys. So he's not in my mm-hmm. top five quarterbacks. Uh, there's a lot of mouse to feed. It's, it's a good scenario in terms of that's what you meant. Like there's a lot of production that could go around for sure, but mm-hmm. it is a changing system. It is something that, you know, it's not always the easiest thing to change and, and head in a new direction. You've got a, an aging running back who I like a lot still. I think Eckler could be, could be the number one running back, on the uh, you know fantasy football per start, they just are, are they going to uh, overuse him? Are they going to run him between the tackles too much? Are they going to start trying to u- utilize him in the receiving game more, which will keep him healthy? I, I don't know. So I'm just not. I, no, I'm not. I'm not into the the Charger situation at all. Um, in terms of the wide receivers and trying to pick if Keenan Allen's going to stay healthy or if Mike Williams is going to stay healthy or if Quentin Johnson's going to take a big next step forward. This is just it's Eckler. He's the 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 easy pick in this offense, the consistent pick in this offense. Herbert at the right price, but I'm still going after T. Law. I'm still going after Burrow and Fields, and I just don't want to put myself in that position until I see it proven and and I can feel comfortable in him taking that next step. I, I Hopkins is the easy call. It's just easiest call you can make. I'm not forcing anything on those on on those uh, Charger wide receivers. I just don't want any part mm-hmm. of it. I just don't trust him. I don't trust any of the Charger wide receivers. That, I mean, right what did Mike up. Williams? And, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen play what, like three or four games together last year? They're both injury risks. Yeah, They're, it's the injuries for me. I, I mean, there's a lot of upside there, but it's for sure the injuries. Now, I, I also play in a ton. Like, I mostly play in auction leagues, and so one strategy I've been using a lot to save money basically is to take a quarterback, specifically Geno, for a dollar, because you can get him for a dollar every single day. And I do think that, you know, he arguably has, like, the top three best, like, the best three-person wide receiver room. And with Walker and Charmin, they were going to be, I think they are. You know, and a big thing yeah. with auction is you're just going to get good value and hard to beat a dollar. It is, but but I think what you'll hear from me a lot, and I'm not saying your strategy is wrong or you shouldn't deploy it, especially if you're good at deploying that type of move. Like everybody's different. Everybody's got a different skill set, and and what works for somebody might not work for another person. But for me, I'm not in the business of trying to go as far down the rabbit hole of getting a bargain quarterback as everybody else. I'm taking one of those parachutes before the plane goes down that have a, a very strong, secure amount of upside. You know, I know everybody else is looking for the dollar parachute before the plane goes down in the draft. I'm literally going, okay, uh, there, there's Joe, there's Joe Burrow, there's Fields, there's T Law. I'm grabbing one of them and jumping. There, there's just no reason for me to go more bargain shopping than Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. But I understand it. I, I, I get it. It allows you to spend more at other positions. But might I say that I'm going to get Pickens instead of somebody overpaying at a wide receiver here? So it's, it's really just. Uh, preference and where you save money in one direction, you'll save money in another. Somebody might overspend on uh, an Andrews, and I'd rather have Kincaid and a Conquo at a very, very small amount of money, so I save money there. I'd rather have a Lave 
than overpay on a wide receiver that might go, you know, at number 14 or 15 overall. Or I might want Walker at fifth round equivalent auction dollar value than going, you know, uh, a running back like JT in round three, you know, equivalent value. So it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I just, I never have Geno as my starter and I don't really, I, I agree that the situation is nice, but they are a run heavy attack and I think he could be good. I think he really could be good, but I don't want Geno as my starter. That's just for personal, sure. personal and, preference. And I also, for me, it's more that I'm trying to, like I'm trying to build a running back room of Gibbs, Walker, Brees, like these really big yeah. guys who are going kind of a discount. And then, you know, doing something like Kincaid because I can get him for $2 and or like even throw Fryer Muth in there for a few dollars as well. Get Jordan Love. So saving money at tight end and quarterback to just build a running back room of people who are doubted but the sky's the limit while also getting good receivers, of course. Get Jordan Love as well pair jordan love or aaron Rodgers with dino and then i think you'll be a lot lot safer all right hang tight john i'll come back to you if you have another question uh uh yeah brett farb brett farb is on the phone what's up farb what's up man how are you i'm good bro what can i do for you all good nothing um i got a dynasty super flex all right so i'm gonna give you a team it's it's a large uh, large starting rosters you got um so we got Allen, Josh Allen, Burrow, and, and Daniel Jones are the three quarterbacks. Um, we're in win now mode. We, we won last year. We're, we're you know when you guys are trying to get these championships now. Um, running back, we got Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, uh, Barkley, Aaron Jones, um, Pacheco, Madison, and Jamal Williams. I guess he's yeah. That's, that's where we'll draw. Uh, receivers, Dig, Debo, uh, Pittman, um, Godwin, and Judy. Tight ends, we got Kittle, Kincaid, uh, Trey McBride, Likely. Okay. Isaiah Likely. And th- those are the main guys. So we're, you know, we're trying to win now, and this team's going to fall off the cliff soon. We're, we're dying with some of these guys, it looks like. But, you know, what's a move to go in a direction? Obviously, we still have a lot of great dynasty players. What's a move to kind of keep us relevant so we don't just fall off and we kind of roll in some nice young young moves, you think? Well, you're starting off great with the, the quarterback room, obviously. you got Kincaid as well to replace Kittle, and he might even do that midseason. Henry is a tough player to trade. Dalvin Cook's a tough player to trade. Aaron Jones can be traded. Pacheco's tough to trade. Um, Aaron Jones can be traded in the right deal. Barkley can be traded in the right deal. Do I want to trade Barkley and go get a like a like a Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall and then upgrade Pittman, let's say, or Godwin into a you know a Pickens or something like that's probably what I do. I try try and leverage Barkley to get a running back that's going a, a little bit later. And not to say that Barkley necessarily in redraft Barkley goes in the top, you know, twelve, top thirteen, and Walker goes in round four or five, and Hall goes in round four or five. In Dynasty, I imagine that gap is closed quite a bit. Although we don't have good da- data on Dynasty ADP, honestly, I don't care if anybody says they they've seen it or heard it. It's not good data yet because. This this drop in value for Brees Hall hasn't really been uh, absorbed yet. Tough tough to say, bro. Tough tough to say. At the end of the day, um, and I I gotta go here in a second. Um, this is why I went live early. 
at the end of the day, I would try and navigate that. Barkley, Aaron Jones, try and upgrade into, uh, you know, using a Godwin or using a Pittman or using a Judy. Judy would be good trade value right now. Some some think he's probably got a great season ahead of him, and he could, but I worry about him getting hurt. I worry about that situation in general in terms of the passing attack and, and Russell Wilson I don't trust. So go that direction. Upgrading Judy quietly, parallel, stepping, sidestepping laterally into Bark from Barkley to a player and uh, go from there. Try and get Gibbs somehow. Henry for Gibbs. Throwing a Godwin. <laughs> Throwing a Godwin. Yeah, yeah. All right, no doubt. All right, last one before right. you go real quick. Third round, you prefer Olave, uh, one of the quarterbacks, or Gibbs? If you can only get one and you know they're not coming back to you. Gibbs. Early third round. Gibbs. I, I, Gibbs I, I, love Olave. I love Olave too, but at the end of the day, I want Gibbs. All right, Farb, got to go. Appreciate All you, man. Right. Later. Uh, t- you got 15 yeah. seconds, Mike. I'm so sorry about the short amount of time, but I got to run. Okay, I just had a quick question. So, uh, I'm wondering, would you trade the 35th and the, the third pick for the first overall? No, no, because I, I love I love Bijan Robinson at three. I love if one of the wide receivers falls, I take them. I love Kittle at three. I don't want to. I don't want to give up a okay. third. Not at all. Never. No. Absolutely I not. I have to ask about one more, like the same thing. All right, hurry. All right, so I, I was wondering if you also if I should trade my 30th pick for the 38th and 70th pick. 30th for the what? The 38th and the 70th. Uh, say it one more time. Should I, should I trade my 30th pick for the 38th pick and the 70th pick? No, like no I keep the 30. You, you might lose out on the Gibbs or whoever doing that. No, not enough value. Okay, for sure. All right, Mike, appreciate you. Later, pal. Uh, that's all. That's all she wrote for that. Marty with the super chat. Marty says, if I go chase in, in at two in a 0.5 PPR, 12 team, two running back, two wide receiver and a flex. What is your general strategy on the two, three turn, um, chase in the two, two, three turn. I mean, Alave is great. If St. Brown or Garrett Wilson don't fall, um, Gibbs, I, I take in the third round with the third round pick all the time. That's probably my favorite approach. To be honest, bro, that that is the one I, I like the most. Logan says, I know you are uh, love the value fourth and fifth round QBs. Do you ever recommend spending up to one of the top three guys? I do. I take Hurts and Mahomes and Josh Allen when I'm looking at the board and I don't like anything. It doesn't fall It doesn't fall the way I want. I'm going to force something I don't want. I'll go. That's when I'll use that opportunity to go with the early quarterback. Marty, appreciate you with the, the uh, question here. If I go chase the two. Um, what is your general strategy? Pollard not there. Yeah, Pollard would be a guy I would throw in that mix. But if he's not there, St. Brown could be there. Garrett Wilson probably won't. St. Brown could with the injury. Alave should be. And then, like I said, Gibbs in that third round slot. Uh, Cortez, again, not sure what you're talking about with the 20% off. That boy, appreciate you. Uh, John says... Uh, traded Mechie. Already got that one. Thank you, John. Appreciate you. And Logan with the super chat. Thank you guys all for the super chats. Thank you all for being here. I'm sorry I had to cut today's uh, video short, but we'll be live. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty tonight. Here's the link one more time. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Dropped it in the live chat as we speak this very second. There it is. Hit that link. It's pinned in the live chat. It's also in the description of every video. And if you want to draft tonight, make sure you hit that. Download the app. It'll take two minutes max and they'll match up to $100 on your first deposit. And most importantly, you won't have to scramble to get into the draft tonight. I'll tell you exactly how to get in once you've got the app. You've done it. You've downloaded it. I'll see you all later. Appreciate you. See you tonight.
Live 8 p.m. every single Monday through Friday. And live whenever news breaks and live pretty much most every night at 1 a.m. See you all later.